Okay, you know this famous question, what would you tell your younger self? If you could go back in time and could give your younger self two tips, five ideas, one piece of advice, what would it be? I've been asked this question at least a hundred times on a hundred different podcasts. And I've always struggled with this question. Something inside of me always resisted the idea that there is a, a neat tidbit of wisdom that I've accumulated over my life that I could just hand down to my younger self for that version of me to just, I don't know, instantly consume, internalize, and implement, and therefore sidestep the process of trial and error and defeat and pain and life experience that it took me in reality to acquire that wisdom that I was lacking at a younger age. So my answers to that question would always vary, but I was conflicted about them every single time. Until recently, I was on a podcast with a very good friend of mine, Alex, and he asked me that question, but slightly differently. He said, hey, in 2007, so 14 years ago, you, at that point, 23-year-old Steli, went on a flight from Frankfurt to San Francisco to move to Silicon Valley and start your first tech startup and try to change the world. That was a monumental step for you. If you today, 38-year-old Steli, could be on that flight, sit next to 23-year-old Steli and give him advice, what kind of conversation would you have with your younger self? What would you tell your younger self? And I pondered the question and said what I truly believe, which is, I don't think I would try to give myself any advice because I'm pretty convinced that at that age, at that time in my life, at 23, I did the best I could. I had a lot of ideas back then that today I totally disagree with. And I've completely changed about. But at that point, I was not quite ready to know these things or to change. And I'm sure that if I, by some miracle, were sitting next to my younger self and was trying to tell 23-year-old Steli, listen, I know you think that you have to work 16 hours a day, seven days a week, to be successful. I know that you think that you have to sacrifice your body, your friendships, your personal life, your emotional life, your spiritual life to reach the highest peaks of success. But let me tell you, young Steli, chill the fuck out. You're awesome. You're ambitious. You're a hard worker. Yes, I want you to give it your all, but you can take a break and you need a break. And also, all this shit isn't as important as you think. It's not as do or die. I'm pretty sure that 23-year-old Steli would have thought, fuck that old guy. Fuck that old Steli from the future that hasn't succeeded in the way that I want to succeed and now is coming back here to tell me to adjust my approach. No. Fuck you. That would have been most likely what I would have thought at 23-year-old. I wasn't ready to learn certain lessons because I wasn't ready. When you're ready, the lessons are everywhere. 
And back then, I had already started reading so much about entrepreneurship, about happiness, about the human psyche. I was studying hypnosis. I had already a good amount of life experience, and I could have picked up on some lessons that I decided not to pick up on because I wasn't ready for them yet. And so instead of going back in time trying to, quote-unquote, save myself from some failures or some heartbreak or some mistakes, and try to saving myself from all these things and just handing myself the knowledge on a, on, a, on a fortune cookie. Just do this. Your future self has figured it out. Just believe me. This isn't how learning and wisdom works. Instead of trying to do that, I think I would try to see the opportunity of getting to know my younger self as a massive blessing, a magical miracle. And I would have asked questions, trying to learn from my younger self. Because we all think we remember who we were, but every day we live changes the past, right? Though as the future unfolds, as we grow, as we change, the glass through which we look at our past, the story we tell, the narrative is ever so slightly shifting and changing. And therefore, after 10 years, after 20 years, after 30 years, we have a very different vantage point at looking at ourselves. And I'm sure we do see a lot of truth, but we're also very far away. And maybe we've lost some of the sharpness. Maybe we now only have the outlines and we don't understand the color scheme anymore. And maybe with today's eyes, with today's wisdom, if we had time to spend with our younger self, fully open, curious, interested, maybe we'd learn incredible things about ourselves and who we were. Maybe our younger selves could teach us some new lessons again, some lessons that we had learned that I had already known at 23 that I've forgotten by now at 38. I need to relearn. So let's just look at our younger self as the, this lesser than who I am today and let's shake off this idea that if we had only known some facts, if we had only gotten some better information, if somebody had only told us of the pitfalls we're going to step into in life, we could have saved ourselves from our struggles because that is what I believe today, at least for myself in my own life a very naive way of looking at life. Now, obviously I can't fly back, you know, I can't go back in time and actually be on this 11 hour flight with me, although that would be dope. But what that inspired in me is to go, well, how about, how about I try to get to know my younger self regardless if I can actually sit him next to me. So the first thing that I did is I'm very lucky in that on my second day arriving in Silicon Valley with no visa, with no home, with no friends, with no experience in doing anything in tech, with terrible, horrendous English-speaking skills, on my second day, I was interviewed for half an hour by, at that time, one of the biggest blogger in tech and in Silicon Valley, Scobalizer, Robert Scoble. 
he's now you know he's he's somebody that the OGs of the internet and Silicon Valley will recognize. Um, but today's you know young founders might not know him at all. But I was interviewed because I had a happenstance run into him at a restaurant. I told him that I just arrived in Silicon Valley, bought a one-way ticket. I know nobody. I know nothing. I'm here to learn. He thought that was so endearing and cute. Then the next day, he interviewed me. And thank God, what a blessing that interview was because I, I still have it. Now, the first time I saw that recording, I hated every single second of it. I looked so dumb to my own eyes. I looked so goofy. My English was so horrible. I was just embarrassed about this interview. I hated that it existed. I mean, it's a 30-minute interview. I think the first time it took me hours to watch it till the end. I would hit play and three seconds later, pause. And then I would need 30 minutes of a breather. <sighs> you know, you know when you watch a movie, you're embarrassed for people and you hit pause because you can't handle it? You know, that sort of a deal. And afterwards, I cultivated this practice for myself to watch the interview once a year in order to humble myself. Now, I haven't I hadn't watched the video in a couple of years and I've watched the video today and I saw a completely different interview. You know, do I look incredibly cool in that video? No, there's no coolness. And for those who know me, you know, I kind of like to be cool, right? But, but I don't look cool in that video. Is my English great? No, my English is not great. But I'm not embarrassed. Today, as I was watching the video, I was inspired. I was inspired by the shine in my eyes. You could just tell I was burning with passion and excitement. And, you know, the, the, the smile and laughter that I used to interpret as goofy and dumb looking now i all i saw was sweetness like there was an innocence and a sweetness to me that back in the day i didn't like but now i appreciate i honor i'm i'm glad i had and i listened to the interview and i thought wow look at me look at how courageous i was because i know how afraid i was and how nervous i was on that interview Look at the massive giant leap that I took and how unprepared I was. And, but look how much passion I had, how much love I had for what I was doing, how much courage I had. Look how sweet I was. I really enjoyed, for the first time I think ever, seeing and recognizing the sweet side of me. And a... Not nervous, but maybe a slightly shy side of me, an insecure side of me. And as I was watching the video, I was remembering that 23-year-old Steli was an incredibly sweet, passionate, hardworking, caring person. And that I really love who I was. And that... I like who I am today, and I think in many ways I have obviously, you know, grown as a person, and I'm much more accomplished today, I have a much richer life today, 
But what I can learn from my younger self is, you know, maybe to dare to dream a bit bigger, to rekindle my passion for certain things and be a bit more daring, a bit more open about those passions, no matter how I look to the outside world. And watching that video inspired another question for me. Now, I know when you listen to this, you might be thinking, well, I don't have a one-hour interview or half-an-hour interview by a famous blogger on my first day when I arrived in Silicon Valley, you know, 14 years ago. Fair enough. But there are people that knew you when you were younger and that are not you. So for me, what I'm doing next is you know, I called my mother and I asked her about how and who I was when I was a kid. Because I have a story that I tell to everybody, including myself, about who I was as a child. But I haven't asked my mother this question ever. And she never tells stories about me being younger. So I asked her today and I learned some surprising, incredible new things. And now I'm thinking about my brothers, especially one of my brothers who lived, who was kind of living in the same room with me, and friends. And there's a list of about seven people that I want to interview to learn more about who I was when I was younger. What stories I've forgotten, what things about myself I didn't recognize at the time, what has remained in their memory when they think of not just 23-year-old Steli, but maybe 17-year-old Steli, 12-year-old Steli. There's a lot to relearn about who we were. We kind of just assume we know, but we don't. I don't, for sure. And I'm excited to learn. I, I am surprised and grateful for what I learned today watching that video and talking to my mom. And now I'm excited to l see what I'll learn when I talk to these other friends and family members. Maybe pick up a few inspiring, interesting, surprising things about my younger self. So I'm sure there's a lot we could teach our younger self and other people in our life that are younger than us. But there's also a ton that we can learn from them. By the way, this is actually reminding me a year ago, I was driving with my children, and I don't remember, one of my two sons had asked me a question, and I tried to answer it and describe, you know, how to think about a certain type of problem and challenge, and he interrupted me at some point and said, you know, Dad, I love to learn from you. I love when you teach us things. And I thought, oh, that's beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because I really love to teach you. And not just to teach you, I also love learning from you two guys. And their response was instant shock. Both of them were like, what? You're, you're learning from us? They're like, what did you? I'm like, of course. I'll learn from you all the time. You've been two of my most favorite teachers in life. And they were laughing. They're like, what the hell did we teach you? And I told them the truth, how as babies they would teach me to be in the moment. I saw them as little Buddhas that were just in the present moment, never in the past, never in the future, just fully engaged with this very moment. And that they were teaching me to be curious. And they were reminding me to be playful and to have fun. And there were so many lessons that I learned 
being their father. And they were beaming with pride in the car because to them, it had never occurred to them that they had ever taught me anything, that I could also learn from them. And that's a good thing to know. And it's a good thing to remember.